Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fit as a Fighter podcast. My name is Trisha. I'm your host, and we are talking today about how to break through a weight loss plateau. And if you're on any kind of weight loss journey, I don't think there's anything more frustrating than when you're just stuck, right? I mean, when the scale's going up, don't get me wrong, that that probably is the worst, right? When you're trying to lose weight and the scale goes up. But when you feel like you're doing everything right and you just don't understand just day after day after day after week, the scale is not moving and you just feel frustrated. Like, what what am I doing wrong? You know, and I experienced this myself for many years. And also I experienced this with my own clients. So what I'm going to take you guys through is first a few questions I want you to ask yourself if you are in a plateau right now. Okay, I want you to honestly ask yourself, this is what I ask myself, this is what I ask my clients, okay? And the first thing is you have to be really honest with yourself. Are you truly being 100% consistent with your basics, okay? Before we talk about macros and workouts and metabolic adaptation and hormones and blah, 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 let's start with the very first thing here, (laughs) the basics, okay? Because sometimes I've had clients that go back and improve some of these basics and boom, all of a sudden the scale starts going down. Sometimes when we get so far into a diet phase, we've been doing things for so long, we we feel like we're hitting our water, but are we actually hitting our water goal? When we feel like we're getting enough fiber, are we really getting enough fiber every day? We feel like we're getting our protein, but then we look and we're like, mm, maybe I have been short on several days every week, right? So I'm not saying you have to be perfect every single day, but you have to be consistent. And if you've let yourself slip a little bit on some of the basic habits, which I'll go over in a minute of like, what are the most important? If you've started to slip on those, it's okay. Understand it's normal, okay? It's, it's really hard to always be on top of everything, right? So go and look, and if you're stuck right now, ask yourself, am I honestly drinking enough water? Am I honestly drinking 100 ounces a day? What would happen if I improved to a gallon a day, right? Maybe start with one thing like that, very simple, water. What about your steps, okay? Seems like a stupid, insignificant little thing, but I promise if you start increasing your steps, if you've been at a plateau and you're only getting six, 7,000 steps a day, increase it to 10K for two weeks, see what happens, right? If you are consistently off with your protein, you got to get that up, right? You might have a specific protein goal, but if you don't, you know, a good one I like to give people, especially in my free challenges, is most women, even the most petite women I've worked with who are four foot something, tiny, um, still require at least 100 grams of protein. So I would say that's the minimum, okay? 100 grams of protein. Fiber. If you're eating below 15 grams of fiber, this is a problem. (laughs) You got to get that fiber up, right? If you're not going to the bathroom regularly and you're constipated and you're bloated and you're having bathroom issues and you're not losing weight, boom, that could solve the problem. I actually had that happen to a a client. She does listen to this podcast, so she'll probably laugh. Um, But she was, you know, she was very like backed up, you know? And when I asked her, it's something she didn't think of right away. And she was feeling frustrated and she was doing all the things, right? She was hitting her macro. She was doing the workout. She was doing extra training. She was doing all of the things. And when I asked her about the constipation, 
you know, and she said, yeah, actually it's been like four or five days. I don't know what's going on. So we took a look at her fiber. I gave her a little concoction, okay, a natural concoction um, to, to get things moving, right? You don't want to go right to the Miralax, guys, okay? It's better if you can start with something a little more natural, right? And, you know, sure enough, things started moving again and her weight went down, right? So sometimes it could be something simple like that. How consistent are you with your workouts, right? If you have been at a plateau and you have not been doing your workouts, it can't really be a great mystery, right? I feel like that's probably the first thing people look at is their workouts. Um, are you, you know, if you have a macro goal, we talked about protein, we talked about fiber. If you have a calorie goal and a macro goal, which if you're listening to this episode, I assume you either have had one in the past or you do have one now, you know what I'm talking about. Are you really being adherent? And not just adherent, are you really being honest? Are you really tracking every bite, lick, taste, every morsel of food? Okay, because not that you always need to be neurotic, but if you're in a plateau, you, you got to be like a detective and you got to look and say, you know what, is it all these little extra bites of food I'm eating that I'm not logging that's really causing me to have hundreds of extra calories per day? Maybe I'm not really in my calorie goal anymore. Maybe what you're logging looks like you're hitting your goals, but then when you really think about it and you're like, you know what? I did have one of my kids' chicken nuggets and three fries in the car the other day, and I didn't log that. And you know what? I did have a handful of chips or two at the end of the night before I went to bed. I did cram a couple chocolate chip candies into my mouth, right? Like, and if, you, if you're not tracking those things, you're lying to yourself, you know? But if you're my client, like, I, you know, I, I will never judge anybody for their food choices. If I see you went over your calories and macros and you had three Reese's Pieces at the end of the night, but you logged it, you know, I'm going to be happy that you were honest and you shared and you, you held that accountability for yourself. But honestly, the only person you're hurting is yourself. You know, if you're lying to yourself and saying, oh, I'm hitting my macro goals, why am I not losing weight? But then you really honestly think about it and you say, you know what, I'm not, I haven't really been honest with my logging. Go ahead and go back to it, right? Go back and log and see. And sometimes when you look at the monster in the eye, you see it wasn't really that far over. And then sometimes you look and you see like, okay, I had two Reese's peanut butter cups and it was 480 calories. I don't know if that's real or not. I'm just throwing out a number here. Sounds like it probably is right. Um, You know, you start to think like, man, that wasn't even satisfying. Maybe I could have like way more food for almost 500 calories next time, you know? Or another hack, this is going down a rabbit hole, but another hack I like to give my clients as far as when it comes to those extra little bites and licks and pieces of candy and stuff at the end of the night that you want, how can you add that to something a little more healthy, a little more uh, satiating, okay? Greek yogurt is a great vessel, right? If you wanna make yourself a little protein dessert, get some vanilla flavored Greek yogurt, make a little bowl. Um, you can, you know, crush up some M&M candy, sprinkle it on top, crush up some trail mix, sprinkle it on top, and you can have a little dessert bowl. If you don't follow macros with M, by the way, and you do count macros, be sure to follow her. She's way better at these things than I am. And I, I got so many ideas from her over the years of little high protein desserts. Okay. Sure. Smoothies are great. People love to make smoothies, smoothie bowls, but she's got really good ideas as far as like little hacks of how you can just take the things you already want to eat and make them count into your macros and, and be more satiated. Right. So anyways, I digress. The important point here is, are you really being adherent or are you just being sort of adherent and logging what you feel like you want to log or, you know, not logging things that you know are going to make you go over your macros, right? And having those, those extra things that are pushing you over your calories. 
Okay. So those are all the things I want you to ask yourself first before you start thinking, I need to eat less. I need to cut my calories. Trisha, can you lower my carbs? I need to eat less. Are you being adherent? The other thing I forgot to add in here on my list, what about alcohol? Are you drinking alcohol? How much are you drinking? Are you counting it the right way? Right? Because if you're in a weight loss plateau and you're having you know, and again, no judgment. I did make an episode about alcohol months back. If you want to go and hear my whole opinion on it, no judgment, right? I have mommy wine, you know, on a rough day as well. Um, I enjoy margaritas at the Mexican restaurant, right? It's all good. But what I'm saying is if you are truly trying to lose weight and you're at a plateau and you're really trying to solve it before you start cutting out your calories and cutting out this and cutting out that, maybe take a look and see, am I, am I having too much alcohol? Am I counting it the right way? If you don't know how to track your alcohol properly, send me a message and I'll send you a video I have on how to do it, okay? Because there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. So you could be logging your wine and it could say zero carbs, but in reality, you know, maybe you're blowing out your macros, right? And maybe, you know, that alcohol also, not maybe, but it's a fact that it does slow down the fat loss processes. It does, you know, it's a stress on your body. And speaking of stress, the next question I'm gonna ask you is how is your stress? How's your stress right now, right? If your stress is 12 out of 10, and your weight is fluctuating or it's stuck, then chances are your body's not going to let go of that weight in a very stressed out state, okay? Reducing stress. If you've gone through all of those basics and you said, yes, 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 Trisha, I'm drinking my water. I'm hitting my steps. I'm hitting my macros perfect. I'm pooping every day, yada, 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 right? And then you tell me you're 12 out of 10 stressed. You have a family member ill. Your kids aren't sleeping through the night. You have a lot going on with work and your husband just lost his job. And now you have a leak in your roof from all the rain and then your car doesn't start, right? Like we all know all of these life stresses that happen. And if you have that pile up where you feel like you are so stressed, then that could be a big reason why your body's not losing weight right now, okay? It really is. And nobody likes to hear that because we all wanna believe it's something else and we all wanna believe we can handle the stress. And yes, you can. You've handled 100% of your worst, most stressful days, but your body is designed to protect you, you know? So if your metabolism stresses a lot of stress and there's a lot of uh, you know, cortisol pumping through your body, which is your stress hormone, it's going to slow down your metabolism. It's a biological process that happens. Next, how is your sleep? Okay, if everything else is perfect, but you're sleeping three hours a night or your kid's waking up in the middle of the night or you got to wake up to feed your sick dog or whatever whatever the case is and you're not sleeping well, then that's another, that's another thing that's going to affect your weight loss, guys. Okay, sleep is so important. Sleep is so, so, so important for weight loss. Okay, and then we glossed over it, but when it comes to your workouts, you know, how hard are you really pushing yourself? Are you kind of coasting through your workouts? Are you just kind of going through the motions? Or are you actually pushing yourself to lift heavier, to, you know, not BS in between your sets, right? Maybe you're taking too long to rest. Maybe you're, you know, scrolling on your phone. You're not focused or you're not really doing as heavy weight as you're capable of or, you know, whatever it is. We've all had those days and that's okay. Not every workout has to be your best, but you got to push yourself hard, you know, and it doesn't mean you're going to start adding a bunch of cardio right away. I'll get to that in a second, but it does mean if you are on a workout plan, if you do have workouts, are you giving your, your best during those workouts? Are you? You know, so those are the reflection questions that I want you to ask yourself if you're in a weight loss plateau before we get to any strategies, okay? Before we get to any strategies, right? 
So when it comes to all of that, if I have a client that says, yes, 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 to all of those things. Yes, Trisha, I'm doing all of the things. I'm doing all the things. My stress is low. My sleep is great. I'm pooping every day. I'm hitting my macros. I don't cheat. I'm counting everything, blah, 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 right? So now we're going to start looking to see, okay, strategically now, are we in enough of a caloric deficit? Maybe we have to push a little harder and maybe we do have to reduce some calories, but guess where I'm going to pull from first? You're not going to be happy about it. They're never happy about it. My clients are never happy when I do this because everybody just wants to blame the carbs and say, it's the carbs, it's the carbs. I need it. No, 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 no. We're going to lower the fat first. Okay. We're going to lower the calories from fat, especially for my female clients, because our body We need that carbohydrate intake, especially for our hormones, especially when it comes to adaptations. Okay, so carbs I don't touch right away. We can reduce calories first from fat and maybe a little bit off the carbs, but we're still going to keep some carbs, right? Then we're going to see what can we add. Okay, so maybe we can reduce our calories. Maybe we can get more aggressive and maybe there will come a point where you do got to go lower carbs. Okay, it depends on how committed you are. How serious are you about your weight loss goal and what are the other factors going on, right? But sometimes you do got to get aggressive AF. Sometimes it's got to be uncomfortable and I've had to rip the bandaid off a couple clients to say like, hey, you know, sometimes we do got to get uncomfortable and sometimes it is going to require eating less. I know I'm always talking about, oh, eat more, eat more, eat more and lose weight. And yes, but there's a certain, certain point where maybe we got to get more aggressive, right? And it doesn't mean all year round. It means that maybe we're at the end of the fat loss phase. Our body is adapted and we got to push a little harder. We got to break through that adaptation. We got to reduce calories a little bit more, maybe from fat first, then from carbs. We keep our protein high. And then what can we add, right? Can you add more steps? Maybe we do add a couple cardio sessions, low intensity. Maybe we do add one or two hit training sessions to the end of your workouts, right? These are all different things. There's no one size fits all. These are all things that we can kind of test out and try to break through that plateau, okay? The second strategy, less popular, less popular strategy, but sometimes it's required, is to pull back from dieting to pull back from training. Maybe your body is telling you it's not ready to lose weight right now. Maybe there are some hormonal things going on. Maybe we got to check blood work. Maybe you're, you're coming off of birth control. Maybe you had a huge life shift. Maybe there's a lot of stressors going on in your life that you can't change right now. So we need to take away the stress of dieting. Okay, so it could be short term like a diet break. I've had clients that had great success with this of taking a week or two. Maybe we time it around a vacation anyways where they're going to be just chilling and we take a break from dieting like fully, like fully take a break. Okay, like more carbs, more fat, sometimes not even tracking, sometimes tracking, but going back up over maintenance. And then some clients, some people, some of us, we need a longer time off from dieting to heal things. Okay, if you do have hormone issues going on, you do have a lot of stress, and no matter how aggressive you're dieting, it's not working, maybe we have to pull back, and this is the one that nobody wants to hear, maybe you got to pull back and you need to go through maybe a longer term reverse diet, okay, where we take some time to eat more, train less, take some time off of dieting, heal your hormones, right, maybe supplement with some more vitamins and minerals and, you know, see what's really going on, test some blood work and see if we can improve those things so that you can successfully be in a fat loss phase. Sometimes that's what it takes. I've had clients successfully do this, but many people don't want to commit to that. Everybody just wants to diet harder. The first strategy, everyone's like, bring it on, girl. I'll eat less. I'll do more cardio, right? But if that doesn't work, then your body's telling you something. Okay, if your body is really not losing weight still after all of that, all of the above, then maybe it's time to take a break. Maybe it's a short break, 
Maybe it's a longer break, but sometimes that's what's required, right? And in the grand scheme of things, sometimes, the last, the last thing I'll add is that sometimes we have to adjust our expectation. We have to adjust our goal. Sometimes being so attached to the number on the scale does not always equal the result we want with our, where our body looks and feels, okay? I've had some clients so determined to reach that number on the scale and they see it and they're not, they're not happy with how their body looks. I've had the alternative where somebody was five pounds away from that original weight loss goal, but they're so freaking happy and confident in their body that they don't care about the number anymore. They're like, you know what? I just wanna keep getting stronger. I feel badass. I feel confident. I feel sexy. I don't need to be that number. Who cares? right? If you get to that point where you're feeling your best and you're only pushing yourself because you're, you're so stuck on this number, maybe you got to let the number go. Because there's been plenty of transformations I've seen where somebody has very minimal weight loss on the scale, but they've lost inches, they've gained muscle tone, um, they've gained more lean muscle mass, their body has completely changed shape, and they look like they lost 15 pounds even though they only lost four. I've literally seen that happen in my years of coaching. So sometimes it's not always about the scale. So the last thing is forget about the strategy. And sometimes you got to forget about that attachment to the number you're trying to get to. And maybe focusing on those other things, maybe going through a reverse diet, maybe gaining a couple pounds and changing your body and healing your hormones. Maybe you're actually going to lose a lot of inflammation. Maybe you're going to lose inches, right? You got to keep an open mind and know there's... I think I said it on last week's podcast. <laughs> there's not, there's more than one way to skin a cat, okay? So that's why one-on-one coaching is so important because, you know, it's hard to identify all of those things just if you were like sending me a message on Instagram saying like, I don't know why I can't lose weight. I'm eating a calorie deficit and I do workouts every day. And it's like, I, I don't know the answer to any of these questions. We just talked for 17 minutes about these things. Imagine if you had somebody truly diving in every week and deep diving on all of these areas for you, taking that 10,000 foot view and looking at your body and your lifestyle and your situation specifically. I know my clients so well. I know when they're stressed without them telling me they're stressed. I can tell. I know. I know when I see a client a couple days, they didn't hit their steps. A couple days, they didn't get their workouts. A couple days, their sleep sucks. A couple days, the weight is going up. Boom, I know there's something going on, something going on in your life right now, right? So the value of having a coach to help support you through those times and not just say like, oh, just work out harder. Well, sometimes that's the answer, but sometimes it's not, right? Sometimes the answer is, hey, maybe we need to take a break. Maybe you got a lot going on right now. Or maybe the answer is, hey, get off your ass, okay? You're being a little bit complacent right now. You got to push harder. And there's no way for me to say there's a one size fits all for everybody because there's not. Whoever's listening to this podcast, whether it's seven of you or 20 of you or 50 of you that end up listening to this episode, every single one of you will require a different strategy. You know, there's a lot of the same principles, but what your exact strategy and the order we have to do things is completely individualized to you. So if you've been on the fence, if you've been on a plateau and you, for the life of you, what everything you're trying is not working, then you may need a little help. And it's okay. This is a conversation I'm having with my two-year-old all the freaking time. And I just, thing, idea in my head of what I'm going to share for, you know, content and stories this week, because I feel like it's very relatable to a lot of you ladies listening. We don't want to ask for help. We want to do it ourselves. My two-year-old right now is so damn stubborn. She don't want me to help her with anything, but she's two. Okay, she can't open the straw from her juice box by herself, but she will throw a fit if I touch that straw. And she will, you know, bend it and break it and do everything she can until she's crying and then finally saying, mama, help. 
right? And some of you are doing the same thing. You're beating your head against the wall. You're trying everything. I can do it on my own. I can piece things together. I know how to do it. I'm going to do the free challenge. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And that's all well and great. But at some point, you have to put your ego aside. You got to stop being a stubborn two-year-old and say, you know what? Maybe I need help. And that is such a huge relief when you ask for help and you have somebody supporting you. So that's what I'm here to do. That is my mission. So send me a DM, click the link. There's a link in the podcast notes to fill out an application. There's a link to the Facebook group, resources, right? I am here for you. I'm ready to help you if you are ready to make the change, okay? So that is it, guys. I will be back next week. We're back in it. We're back on a normal schedule. I'll be posting these more regularly, these podcasts. All the family stuff is done. All the chaos, the distractions, we're back to normal life. It's my birthday month. It's, you know, October. It's my favorite month of the year. So big stuff coming, guys. So super excited. Um, I hope you guys all have a great day. Make sure, you know, go through this checklist. Send me a message. Reach out if you need help. And, you know, keep working at it. Don't give up and be open to all the different possibilities. So have a great day, guys, and I'll talk to you soon.